You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans. Welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into whatever listening device you use. This is your host, Ryan Andrews, on... um, To say this was a busy day for Toronto sports would be a little bit of an understatement. What with the whole Toronto Maple Leafs hiring a 31-year-old GM and Dwayne Casey being let go by the Raptors, I'm sure TFC has something to do that will also make this a, a big Toronto day. But you come here for Blue Jays Talk, and Blue Jays Talk is what we will give you on this Fan Friday installment of Locked On Blue Jays. Got a couple topics we're going to talk about here. Um, because, let's let's face it, the less said about last night's series finale against the Mariners, the better. It was just a, a dismal, dismal game all around. That, that Kyle Seeger Grand Slam really put things out of reach early. And... Just watching that Blue Jays offense go through, like I, I've said it before on this podcast, it it never felt like they were going to be in this game. Uh, there there was no hope of of again putting together that big inning to get the Blue Jays back in this game, and just continually giving up home run balls is a bad way to stay in a game. So, one of the things I I sent out there via Twitter, um was to ask what you, the fans, would do about the team's starting pitching issues. And admittedly, I'm surprised that the the winner of the poll at 37% was to research whatever voodoo curse has been put on this starting rotation to make it the worst in baseball. Um, I will admit that my research has gone poorly. I don't speak Creole. Um, and I already made a pact with the Dark Lord when I was 11 to get the Avalanche that second cup over the Devils. So, it's going slow. I I apologize. But the second option that was picked in that poll of the four that I put out there um, was to promote Sean Reed Foley. Um, He's he's been tearing it up at AA New Hampshire this season, and I know this was an extreme scenario to put forward but uh, again it's it's that kind of problem for the blue jays right now because like reed foley has been dazzling at new hampshire like everyone's looking at vlad guerrero jr uh and Bo bichette but sean reed foley's been putting on a display uh for the fisher cats the 22 year old from guam He's 5-0, 183 ERA in six starts, only given up seven runs, struck out 39 in 34 innings. This is this is dominating stuff for a starter. And he's he's not going deep into games. He's he's averaging under six innings per start. But just the stuff he's showing is so good. It's so tantalizing. It looks like he's figured things out. Like he's he's got the he's got the hits down. He, he's he's dominating this this double-A offenses that he's facing. So I, I put that in the poll just to see what people think. And also um, to highlight just where the Blue Jays' pitching depth is at this point. Ryan Barucki is not 
progressed the way people would like at AAA. Joe Biagini, when he's come up, again, he's just proven that he is not an MLB starter. And he should not be an MLB starter or considered to be as such. He should be up in the bullpen as as guest of the show and former host Sean Doyle said on Tuesday's podcast and in an article uh, at jaysfromthecouch.com, which y'all can check out. Um, but yeah, Barucki has regressed a bit at, at AAA, uh, 439 ERA for Barucki. Um, 23 strikeouts in 26 and two-thirds innings. It's, it's nice, but the but the whip is still too high. Um, it's given up 29 hits and 10 walks. So Barucki's not really there yet. It, it's it's tough to see him. Like, if he did get called up for a spot start, it would probably go similar to Biagini. And no one needs to see that. It, it's getting to the point uh, where I did see uh, uh, everything Bluebirds. One of, one of the other Jays blog sites um, legitimately wonder if R.A. Dickey should be signed as a depth option, which I I I think I know the Blue Jays fan base. I think I know they're they're not too thrilled about that prospect of Dickey being a savior of the rotation. And and from from all accounts, Dickey's perfectly fine not pitching. Um, he, he hasn't made any kind of a motion to come back to MLB. So it, it it's tough to say Dickey would be any kind of help because then then also how are you deploying Dickey and then how are you deploying Jaime Garcia who would be the the guy whose rotation spot is most likely in jeopardy. It it's it's a it's it's a troubling time for the Blue Jays rotation, and they're again. The reason why Dickey gets floated out is because there aren't many internal options. That's why I floated Sean Reed Foley in that poll that I posted on Twitter. And, you know, res- response was a bit mixed. Um, Chris at Jay's Train to Rain said he would love to see Sean Reed Foley up, but he thinks it's too early to bring him into the fold. I, I do agree with that ultimately, Chris. I. I I just put it out there because it that's something something has to happen with this rotation because it, it it's abysmal to watch and you you can't keep putting this much of a strain on the bullpen. Um, former guest of the program Keegan Matheson put out that at at the current rate that the bullpen is being used, Tyler Clippard's going to make 88 appearances this season. That's that's not sustainable for Tyler Clippard. Uh, Ryan Tapera, 83 appearances. Not sustainable for him. Sung Hwan Oh and John Axford, guys who are are on the wrong side of 35, making over 70 appearances to try and bail out this starting rotation that cannot get deep into games, cannot get batters out in the first couple pitches, cannot keep the damage to a minimum when they start getting into trouble. Like, the rotation is an absolute joke at this point. Watching Jay Happ get lit up by Seattle last night. Again, it, it's unfortunate that the big blow came so early, but that that is what good teams do. They load up the bases, and then they make you pay. That Kyle Seager grand slam is exactly what you want to do as an offense, and 
and the Blue Jays don't show any signs of being able to do that, so it puts more pressure on the starting pitching, and then the starting pitching goes out and looks like that. It is disheartening. It is what we saw last year from this team. And all, almost all the goodwill of that of that warm and fuzzy 13-6 and six start has completely evaporated. And now the Red Sox are coming to town for three games. And Chris Sale is going out there in game one. And yeah, the Blue Jays had some success against Chris Sale in their first start this season. He, he's going to be looking to do much better this time. And Aaron Sanchez, going against them, has to get into the sixth inning at least. He can't be out here walking five people and not getting out of the fourth. How is that any measure of success for for? John Gibbons to have to run out Jake Petrica for two innings and Tim Meza for two innings. Like Aaron Loop. Aaron Loop's been his best when he's had to go two innings with no pressure on him, which is great to find out about Aaron Loop. That, there's your long man, I guess. But it, it's just an absolute black hole on a team that has seen too many black holes form lately. And we will talk about the other black hole right after this. Okay, with that tease coming into the ad break, I think people know what black hole I'm talking about. It's the same black hole we've been talking about the entire season. Uh, Kendris Morales, his streak is now up to 0 for 29, which is a streak I think only rivaled by my inability to pass by a McDonald's and get dollar drinks back in the day. Like, I was 0 for 29 passing by McDonald's without getting a beverage. That's that's how much I was into Fountain Pop back in the day. I'm better now, though. I'm, I'm better now. No thanks to Kendris Morales. Having to watch him makes me jones for, for any kind of Coca-Cola product. But... When the lineup for yesterday's game came out and Kendris Morales was batting eighth, I it it it's it struck me as less of a move to try and take pressure off Kendris Morales and move or more a move of defeat of being like okay I we admit that he's not hitting and we don't know what to do. I I joked that if they dropped him any further in the lineup, he's going to be batting leadoff in Buffalo, which, honestly, not the worst thing right now. Like, I I don't know what Kendris Morales can do at this point to, to break out of whatever funk he is in, but with, with guys like Randall Gritchuk coming back, the Blue Jays need to make a decision on if they're going to keep spending this roster slot on a guy who can't hit whose lone job he can no longer do and sending him down to buffalo to try and rediscover that like i don't i don't think anyone's going to claim him on waivers if you dfa him i i don't think anyone's going to be like hmm i think we can turn this 35 year old dh around no no one's going to do that so i don't know why the Blue Jays wouldn't take this opportunity to get Kendris down. Like, if you want to keep Kendris Morales in the organization, that's fine. I'm I'm all for that. Keep Kendris around. But you cannot let him take this slot anymore. And 
when I when I asked asked some other people, um, Jeff Quattro, uh, aka Jeff Q, the numbers guy from JaysFromTheCouch.com, uh, he agreed with me that a that a veteran guy would acknowledge the need for from some tomb up time to to get back into what he was able to do. Um, he would still get paid. He'd still get the eleven million dollars. Uh, Buffalo would get a DH who's relatively famous, and you know it would be the be- It would take pressure off John Gibbons because then he wouldn't have to keep running Kendris Morales out there. Would would take pressure on off of Atkins because now that's an extra roster slot to play with while Kendris fixes himself. It. I don't know why he's still up with the club. He he needs. He needs to go away from the game for a bit. He needs to take some time and just just work on on getting back to what he used to do. Like he's not seeing fastballs anymore. No one is pitching him fastballs. He needs to learn how to hit that curveball. He needs to learn how to identify that curveball so he doesn't go fishing at it every time in the dirt. It it's clockwork with Kendris Morales. Like the sun sets in the west. The sky is blue or gray, and Kendris Morales swings at curveballs in the dirt. So, like this, he he needs, he he desperately needs to go and and refocus on himself. Like, I, I'm I'm done watching him. I I have no interest in any anything he does at the plate. I I can't I can't do it anymore. I I it's my Friday. I I want to do good things on my Friday. I don't want to want to have to sit there and feel bad for Kendris Morales again as he starts to approach goalie numbers with this slump that he is in. One other thing I will mention right quick that I learned this week. Um I I I celebrated when Luke Bailey actually got a triple. It was like the seventh triple this year for the Blue Jays, which is amazing. They they've already got a hundred and forty percent more triples than they did last year. Um, well, one thing I I posted with that and that the world made no sense. Um, a longtime fan, uh, Matt Parkinson, aka Cinemartyr underscore. Um, he's a movie critic who's a Blue Jays fan who I have a very good relationship with. He noted that Benji Molina, the the older, slower Molina brother, had six career triples and actually did get one when he was with the Blue Jays. So I need to officially apologize to Luke Bailey for that one. Um, it, it should not have been such a shock that you, you turned around and got a triple. You're, Bailey's quicker for a catcher than I give him credit for. He's definitely not Kendris Morales lumbering around. So that 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 is what I I guess I will end the show with. An apology to Luke Maley. I I would send him a gift, an apology, but I, again, I don't have $20. I don't have $50 to spend on a Buck Martinez bobblehead. So how can I spend like $100 sending him I don't know. I I guess like uh I don't know. Lobster's not gonna not gonna survive a trip to Toronto. I don't, I don't even know if he likes lobster. So I'll just say I I am sorry for expressing such shock 
Luke Maley that you got a triple. You you continue to be hitting, and and it's one of the bright spots on this Blue Jays team in the past month. And I will continue to enjoy whatever it is you do at the plate. So we are going to end uh, this Fan Friday edition of Locked On Blue Jays. We're going to get set for that Red Sox series, which the the. <laughs> It's tough to say make or break series in May, but Blue Jays really need to start showing something. And if if the blood doesn't get get uh, boiled watching the Red Sox come in on the absolute tear that they're in, Red Sox are going to be angry too. They just lost a lead to the Yankees. So if this doesn't get the mojo going for the Blue Jays, then it makes it very difficult to watch this team for the rest of the month and not think this this is deja vu this is 2017 that something needs to be done so let's see what the blue jays can do against a hated rival and if they can do something then that'll be great and we'll have happy things to talk about on monday's episode of locked on jays which you have been listening to the friday version thank you so much for doing so if you want to get at me if you want to get involved in these fan friday segments uh, you can follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's N-E-O-A-C-1-8. You can follow this podcast at LockedOnJays. And yeah, just uh, anytime you guys want to talk Jays, you just give me a give me a shout on there. I'll be happy to get into a discussion. I actually had a really good conversation with a Philadelphia fan from the from the poll that I put up there just about I, I threw in Cole Hamels as a trade option because he he was the most likely target I could see from the standings at this point. And it actually got to a real good conversation about uh, uh, what Cole did for Roy Halladay and and the Phillies' chances in the division. It was was a really good conversation with uh, Justin Windheim, at Jay Windheim. So thank you for that, Justin. Um, Again, thank you guys so much for listening to this. You're why I do this. You're why I put my Blue Jays' thoughts out into the ether. So thank you for listening to this episode of Locked on Blue Jays. This has been Ryan Andrews. Take care.